Recording in progress. Are you ready to rock and roll? Yeah. I said, are you fucking ready to rock and roll? Woo! Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are, welcome to TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast. We're cold kicking it live with my homeboy, Raleigh Mendez, a.k.a. Raw Beats, where the E is a three. I'd be the host with the most icy Rob Cole, where you might get a cold take every now and then. We coming to you live and in concert, live and in 3D, so groovy I might even dig me. We doing it to you in your ear hole. Get it. What's up, peoples? We're here. We're here. Shit. Welcome to the maiden voyage of TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm the host, uh, Rob Cole, and I'm kicking it with Rolando Mendez. Also known as Raw Beats. Uh, Roly, what what's going down? What's good? We finally got to this moment. And first, let me apologize to the people that are going to be listening to the show uh, for the delay of the, the, the maiden voyage, the first podcast. Uh, we, we were trying to get this off earlier this week. Our apologies. But damn it, here we are. Launch, baby. And this is for you, Rob. You were asking for this. There we go. That's it. That's it. Lots to go over today. Uh, on the show today, we're going to talk about, uh, obviously, we've gotten into the meat of, of what the podcast is about, which is fantasy football, and to try to help others that are uh, interested in playing fantasy football, never played fantasy football before, those who have played fantasy football and trying to help people win their leagues. So uh, on today's show, we're going to talk about breakouts, comeback players, and limp dicks or whiskey dicks. You take your pick, however you want to say it. <laughs> you want to explain to the people what a whiskey dick is? Uh, so the whiskey dick is like, you know, that, that when you go out, you, you know, you're like, man, it's a good idea to get drunk and get fucked up and maybe go have sex right after when it can turn out to be pretty bad. So, uh, these are picks that sound good, but are a bad idea. So bad idea. Okay. That's, that's where we are with it. But with that being said, there's a lot of news to cover. So let's dip into the four, one, one. Current events dive in for a nugget of gym. This could be sand grandum of fun. It's the word on the street. The 411. The 411. Got a lot of injury news out there today. Training camps hitting hard. Preseason's out there. Uh, bear with me. There's quite a bit of injuries, but let's start off with DeAndre Swift. He has a growing injury. It seems like he's going to miss significant time. Jamal Williams is the backup. Anybody that's played fantasy in the past knows that Jamal Williams is an excellent fantasy option when he's given the opportunity. So and that term will be called a handcuff. That's it. Uh, Hunter Henry missed a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. They are running 12 personnel in New England. So be on the lookout for Jonu. If he does not play early on in the season, Jonu might get a bulk of the tight end targets, which is also a handcuff. That kind of they'll both play on the field. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman also had growing surgery. He got hurt during training camp, so he'll be out, miss some, some, miss some time going into September. Your boy Carson Wentz. I mean, that was, that was probably the biggest <clears throat> injury of uh, training camp to this point, maybe. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, the biggest name, uh, or would you say Dak Prescott? Uh, I mean, I think Dak Prescott. Now they're saying that Carson Wentz might be ready to play Week One. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. And so, uh, so also the uh, All Pro guard Quentin Nelson, I believe his name is. He's supposed to. He had the same surgery. 
and he's supposed to be ready to go week one as well. That's very crucial to uh, obviously the skill position players. If you're missing an all pro guard and your starting quarterback, one would think that that's going to hurt, namely Jonathan Taylor. And you've seen his ADP drip a l- uh, drop a little bit already as it is, because as Rob said, I mean, that's crucial. And we'll, we'll get into we'll get into Dak Prescott next. Uh, he's supposed to have an MRI next week. You know, there's there's people out there saying that he maybe they're uh, they're sprucing it up. They're adding some confetti to this injury just because of hard knocks. Um, it, it, who knows? We're taking it for what it is. This is what we will tell you. If Dak Prescott misses early on in the season, that will hurt absolutely every fantasy option on the Dallas Cowboys offense. It doesn't matter who it is. It could you could be Amari, Ezekiel. It doesn't matter. They're uh, all going to fall off. They're all going to fall yeah. off. You might be able to get those players at a better price in the draft if that happens. However, just know that you'll probably get off to a slow start. Next up, Justin Jefferson has a sprained AC joint. We don't mm. see it to be significant. Uh, if he does also not start off in the uh, start off the season, look for Adam Thielen to take a bulk of the targets, along with Irv Smith Jr. He's looked very, very good in the red zone as of training camp. So be on the lookout for that. Elijah Moore has a quad injury. Him and Zach Wilson have developed an excellent chemistry. Um, they see that he'll probably be back, but just something to look out for. Just a couple more. Darren Waller has missed every practice in training camp. Doesn't seem to be significant, so hang in with him. Then you have Zach Moss. He has a hamstring injury. Devin Singletary is the next man up. Reed is the next man up. Singletary's the starter. Right, 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 right. Right, okay. Right, right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and strip it. Jump into the breakouts. Let's do it. The feeling of a breakout. Drafters never sleep. Pocket with this change out. Pay for ADP. You'll never get the same count. Just just the breakout, boy. Already. Well... Uh, we're going to go over breakouts at every skill position. We'll start with quarterbacks and follow it up with the running backs, wide receiver and tight end. Um, I'll, I'll dive right in and start out, uh, Roly, I'll give you my breakout quarterback for the year, which is, I don't know, mine may be easier picks, but I'm picking Justin Herbert as my breakout quarterback. Uh, and the reason being is he's already had a coming out party. He's already come out. Uh, he broke several rookie records, uh, you know, last year. So what I mean by that is I think his numbers will increase. I think, I think he may be second only to Patrick Mahomes in passing in the, in the uh, American conference this year in the AFC. And that's to me, that's pretty much, that's breaking out. I mean, uh, who's he have to compete with? Uh, you got Josh Allen in Buffalo, um, Derek Carr, the Raiders. Uh, no, I just, I think the kids, obviously, it's going to get better. And I think. L. Jack, you got L. Jack on that side. Lamar Jackson, yeah. Uh, now, I don't know if he'll have more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has legs. But I'll go as far as to say he's going to, he's going to finish second in fantasy, in fantasy uh, quarterbacks. That's why I'm saying that I believe that Justin Herbert's my, my breakout pick for quarterback. So, in, in your speed. I, I mean, I like your pick 100%. They asked, also added to the offensive line. They addressed all that. Uh, they did make two offensive line uh, picks in the draft. So, I'm with you. We've been raving about Herbert since January. You know the deal. 
we just now getting started though. The only thing I don't like, if I can add, uh, the only thing I don't like for him, I don't think he has, I think he needs another wide receiver mm -hmm. to help with his numbers. I, I, and the skill position said they got Eckler, uh, who I'm leaving out. The guy I don't like is Mike Williams. I don't know if he's still there. He, he is. And then they, they did uh, get Jared Cook as tight end to replace Hunter yeah. Henry. Yeah. You don't believe I, in him? Uh, dude's name is escaping. He's escaping me right now. <laughs> he's always sought after in fantasy. But his number one, number one receiver. Uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Mm -hmm. That's not enough, I don't think. Right. I think he needs another receiver. Yeah. To help him with to, to help him with that breakout year. But even even with that being said, I still think he's gonna have a breakout season. But I think he can break out even more if he had one more receiver, if that makes any sense what I'm trying to if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Yeah, yeah. Mike Williams is man, a lot of the times it's not available. And when he does play, I mean he may catch one or two balls for 60 yards, but it, it's like shooting craps with him i think he needs another consistent receiver opposite of keenan allen that will help him break out even more for sure and i think you could probably find that within the offense that you had if you if you recall there was a keenan allen was actually out later in the year last year mike williams was a little banged up and then you had you had some guys that stepped in and did pretty good i think that they kept like guyton i think his last name uh, they they got some guys there that I think could, can can help. That are starting to grow and, and yeah. come along. Contribute that. Not only I'm that, keep, I I'm going to keep my eye on that. Yeah, definitely, and report back. My quarterback breakout for the 21, 2021 season is Jalen Hurts. Uh, his fantasy finish was thirty fourth overall last year. He started four games. He does have a new offensive coordinator, which actually ties in with the Rob was saying. The new coordinator is Shane Steichen, which was the L.A. Chargers coordinator. His ADP is currently 84, being the average, to 158, being the worst. So the reason why I picked Jalen Hurts is because the, his strength of schedule is 32nd overall. I figured the strength of schedule had something to do because he's in the NFC East. Right, right. <laughs> so it's 32nd overall. And just to kind of give everybody an idea of uh, – what he did in a four-game span, he had 1,061 yards with six touchdowns, four interceptions, and the surprising part, 354 rushing yards with three touchdowns. That is a 16-game pace of 4,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, and this is the crazy part. Had he stayed on that pace, he actually would have broke Lamar Jackson's record in oh, rushing right. yards, Yeah, which is 14-16 with 12 wow. rushing touchdowns. So that's just in a 16-game pace. Uh, the O-line last year uh, was ranked 19th overall at the end of the season. But before the season started, they lost two of their key starters to injury on the O-line. And by the end of the year, four of the people that were there when they started were also not there at the end of the season. So they will be receiving all these guys back, which I think will help the O-line significantly because they did have a nice O-line in 2019. Another reason is they are they do have the 20th ranked defense in allowing points. Now, in fantasy football, if you have a defense that gives up points, that means you're going to have to throw the ball and you're, you're going to have to you're going to have to try to counter with some offense. That means, that means your offense has to score points. <laughs> right. So try to keep up. 
100%. And just to give everybody an idea, the notable weapons that they've added is Devontae Smith, I feel like. Jalen Reggers in his second year. Uh, Dallas Goddard's there. He's been heavily targeting him. Zach Ertz and Kenneth Gainwell, which is one of the running backs that they drafted that has excellent hands. Uh, so, uh, and to tie into what Rob was saying, uh, again, because he was speaking on Herbert, Steichen, he actually, like, I guess, pushed uh, Justin Herbert to be great under the scramble, I guess. He kind of he kind of clipped his wings and let him go, pretty much, would you not say? For, for Jalen Hurts? No, no, Justin Herbert. Oh, you're talking about the coordinator for the Eagles yeah. now yeah. was the coordinator for uh, Herbert? Right. Right, right, right. Uh, Herbert, I mean, he ran when he had to. Uh, so did Jalen Hurts, but... Right. I, I don't know if I don't know if he I would say that he his wings were clipped. I think they let him play. Well, I, I guess that's kind of what I meant. Uh, well, Herbert ranked first in pressure attempts to Hertz is seventh in that four game span. Just to kind of give you an idea, it looks like they analytically read into Jalen Hurts gotcha. and said, okay, well, this would probably be the best offensive coordinator to cater to the way he plays. You know, gotcha. That's so, why they went out and got him. Right, so within that four-game span, he was ninth, uh, ninth in yards under pressure and second in uh, scrambles with 10 scrambles, and that's Jalen Hurts. So that's my uh, quarterback, break, quarterback breakout leading on into the running backs. Who you got? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Uh, okay, I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, like I said, my, my breakouts may be easy picks. No, Clyde, Clyde is good, man. I like Clyde. I'm not gonna give you I'm not gonna give the numbers and kick the ballistic statistics and analytics like you do. I just feel like his his touches are gonna increase because he didn't have to deal with the um all the drama of uh Le'Veon Bell being there anymore. Uh what's the kid's name? Damian Williams. I don't know if he's coming back. I would imagine that he is. He he sat out last year because of COVID. He's but currently I think, I think that they will feature Edwards Hilaire more this year. Um it's just a gut feeling that I have because he's a year older. The running back position in the NFL takes a little bit of time to pick up learning the defenses, where to pick up the blitzes. I think they're going to trust him more. And all the other weapons are still there, which mm -hmm. opens it up for him. The offensive line, they addressed the issues that they had uh, going into the Super Bowl. I think there were two tackles. They were missing both their starting tackles going into the Super Bowl. I think one guy retired. Yeah. But 100%. They addressed that already. Mm -hmm. So Kansas City and uh, Andy Reid, Kool-Aid, they understand the position that they're in. <laughs> they understand that, that we have a chance to be good for, for a while, you know, as long as we have Mahomes and, and to put the pieces around him. So they're not fooling around. And he's going to be featured, I believe, more than he was last year. Why they didn't feature him last year, I don't know. Maybe they wanted him to get adept to the to the offense to the league but when he got his opportunities he balled you know that because you had him on your team last year and there were times when you felt like they were holding him back 100 but i think i don't think that's going to happen this year i think he i think he balls out i mean i agree with you and, and i mean i think you're 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 kind of downing yourself a little bit when you say he's not a breakout he finished 22nd overall so i but by, by what you're saying being 22nd overall and jumping into the top 10 is a breakout. Okay. Totally. So, and, I, and I'm with you. Uh, I had him last year. Everywhere I could grab him. I was one of those one of those uh, drafters that drafted him in the first round. Rob saw it You're first wrong. thing. That was a good draft pick. It just didn't pan out. 
would you do it again? I would. 100%. Uh, maybe not necessarily in the early first, but uh, maybe I'd, I'd say early second. I'd take them early second. You wouldn't sure. take them in the first round this year. Uh, I feel there's better options right this second. Now, I I totally agree with you that you you could probably draft him this year, and that's probably where he'll end up at the end of the year for sure. Running back one. He, he'll end up in that I top ten. I think he'll 10. be top five. I think he'll be top five uh, fantasy right. this year. And he's I, I, in the best offense in football. That's key number one, you know. And I, yes, exactly. He's going to thrive this year. I just last year, I don't know. It was, I don't know what it was. There were games where you, he was on the sidelines a lot, and or they, you know, they wouldn't play him. You, you got to be on the field to be productive. So well, uh, they were fooling around, you know. To me, and maybe this year they won't do that. Well, the, just, the the one thing too, and you know this, Rob. The the when you get a rookie running back. They don't necessarily always start off hot. It takes several weeks to get going, and then you all of a sudden start seeing them give them, gain more trust with the coach and the offensive coordinator. We saw that with Jonathan Taylor last year. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I, I think, I think that's a great pick. Rolling into mine. Who you got for breakout running back for twenty twenty one fantasy football? Uh Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Now I let that. that ew, you said, ew. nah, Joe Mixon. I'll give you one. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yes, I put on the, on the on the list that we uh, we're doing breakouts. <laughs> and mix, but I'll, I'll wait till yeah, we get yeah, to yeah, yeah. All right, I'll all right. Joe Mixon back up. <laughs> this is you. I'll do it again. So so this is your thoughts of, of Joe Mixon. Break. Yeah, this, this is my breakout. Yeah. Go ahead. Roll yes, with it. I, I, gross. <laughs> that's probably what you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you're not the biggest fan of Joe Mixon, and I feel like I'm going to surprise you today with a lot of the picks that I have because you you know me very well in fantasy, and you know damn well that a lot of these dudes that I have on this list, I would definitely not pick. <laughs> but, but I got I got some shit. I got some shit on these dudes. So, okay, Joe Mixon. He actually right, finished. I'm, uh, I'm what about Joe Mixon? All right, he, he finished 40, 48th overall. He right. started six games last year. That's he, why. He, <laughs> right, right. He uh, is get, his ADP right now is twenty forty fourth, being the worst. Twentieth is his uh, average draft position. Twentieth, yeah, it's being twentieth right now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, one of the reasons is because he's one of the best in the biz and missed forced tackles. He was sixteenth last year in that six game span. He uh, is sixteen yards after contact. Um, so, I mean, he is a good running back. I know that uh, a lot of people are like, well, I mean, we haven't really seen it, and he's been there for, for enough time. He's been there enough time for us to say, hey, we we know what he is. But This is his fourth year? Uh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. And, and the, the thing is, uh, and I'll bounce into this shortly, but let, let me say his uh, 20, uh, 20 stats here. So he had a nine, 119 carries, 428 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, on the receiving end, he had 26 targets, for, uh, 21 receptions for 138 yards <clears throat> with one touchdown. A fumble and a drop. He only had one drop pass. That's, that's yeah. damn good. The pace was at thir- 337 carries with 73 targets. His catch rate, basically what you just said, is 80.8% catch rate. So he knows how to catch the ball. Right. 
And that's one drop in six games. Uh, Pro Football Focus has gone out to say that the O-line is the fourth most improved O-line during the offseason. Well, they had they better be. They got the kid back there. They drafted to the, let it get his knee torn up. Well, they added uh, Riley Reef from the Minnesota Vikings. Right. Uh, the dude uh, allowed 21 pressures, seven hits, one sack in 1,003 snaps. That's pretty good. They drafted. He's a sensei at his position. <laughs> right. So they drafted. Uh, they added him in free agency. They act. They drafted uh, Jackson Carmen, right tackle out of Clemson. They're gonna have him playing right guard. Uh, and they already had Jonah Williams, which is he, he's a he's a really good lineman. They did add depth in the fifth and sixth round, also to the line. So adding some more depth. So they understood. For anybody that knew last year, their offensive line was not good. Uh, oh, no. Almost non-existent. It was like 11 on 7, pretty much. That's the reference I was making. They let uh, the number one draft pick, Joe Burrow, get... I'm not going to say they let him get hurt. I mean, it, it was... It was mm. uh, open the floodgates. Oh, yeah. Their offensive line. Which, I mean, it's awesome that he's he's on his way back, too. That's pretty That's pretty tight. Especially with uh, with the additions that they made on offense. and So, they, they, they did some tweaks to the offense that I think were, were in the right direction. Uh, one of the main reasons why I think he will break out is because there is no Giovanni Bernard. He's gone. Yeah. Everybody that had Joe Mixon last year knew how much of a pest Giovanni Bernard was. Every time you saw him on the field, he was a pest. They ran him in uh, in those those two minute drills. Uh, you know, because again, they wanted to play quicker. Right. However. Giovanni Bernard accounted for 124 targets, or no, 59 targets and 124 carries. So those are all vacant. Those are all there. Joe Mixon has the bag. The total opportunities for the Bengals uh, running committee was for 11 carries with 102 targets. And that's in the, uh, that's third in ran plays. The games that Joe, uh, Joe Burrow played. So they had the third fastest pace offense got you so i remember last year a couple of times or at least in one game for sure you were you, you said that they're playing too fast and that joe burrow why and i tried to explain to you the, that was the reason so the reason being that they play fast with the rookie quarterback you don't want to give the defense a chance to get set mm-hmm. they were trying they played I, that's what i think that's why i think they play faster you don't want to give the defense a chance to get set and and blow up the rookie quarterback. Right. When you're when you're playing fast and you're snapping the ball fast, you got the defense on their heels. I believe that's what their goal was. I think that's why they played fast. So yeah. I, I can recall there was a game. He was like, "Man, they're going so fast." So it's like it, they don't want the defense to get set. Mm-hmm. Fast breaking their asses. Right. And I, if you remember, I was because again, I drafted Joe Mixon last year. I thought last year was going to be his breakout year. And with everything happening and stuff like that. However, yeah, I was I was mentioning that I felt like they needed to use the run game more because they were just yeah. putting all the weight on Joe Burrow's shoulders, every single bit of it. Uh, and I, I get it. I mean, Zach Taylor, his his background is offense. I mean, that that's what they want to do. They want to run fast-paced offense. They're going to do it. Uh, they didn't sit there and draft Jamar Chase for no reason. They went offense first in the draft. Right. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I, but with that being said, if you got a fast-paced offense producing points like that, when you get ahead like that, that's good for the running back. 
So this, it, that that's when you pile up those uh, those fantasy junk points, right? So, <laughs> and and like you said, I mean, a high octane offense. That's where it's at, man. You get running backs in high octane offenses, like you mentioned, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. I think I think uh, I think Joe Mixon's going to have a good year. Okay, already. Um, well, it sounds like from from the intel, from from the analytics, statistics, and ballistics you just kicked, it sounds like the Cincinnati Bengals may have a good year. But they're in a pretty tough division. But um, addressing I, offensive line issues, like you said, they did. Their defense is, you know, it's mm. it's it's not the best in the division. But it's sus. Yeah, but most years, all those defenses, whether it be the Browns, Bengals, Ravens, Steelers, most years, all of those defenses are usually pretty good. Yeah, they're not in the bottom half. Right. Usually, usually all four of those teams' defenses are uh, it's um it's a staple for that division. I mean, it's uh they usually have pretty strong defenses. So I'm saying is uh, what I'm saying is with with the intel that you've gathered on them about their offense and their defense, if it's I don't know middle of the road, middling, middle of the pack, mm-hmm. yeah, the Bengals may make a little noise this year. With 17 game schedule, they may go they may go nine and eight. Quite possibly, it's not. It's not far fetched. I yeah. think. I think they'll improve. They will improve, and I truly think uh, that with the Joe Burrow injury, they are going to rely on other uh, offensive resources. Uh, Their receiving course pretty tight. It's tight as shit. But I'm just saying that's what the, I, th- I think. Them understanding he's coming back from injury, they're like they're going to use. I feel they're going to use the running back this year. Because they don't want to put all that weight. He's just coming back from injury. Now, he right. has looked rather decent and sharp. I mean, he's had some training camp days where he's been a little bit off. But still, uh, I, I think I think he's going to be all right. And I think they'll they'll run the offense how they need to to make sure that he doesn't have all the weight. Gotcha. Not just injury, but serious, significant injury. Right, right. Who you got right, for that's, 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 that's we're gonna roll the dice with Joe Mixon one more time. You had him as a breakout last year. That just came to fruition right now. We didn't know that. That's why you have him on your team. But we'll roll the dice with Joe Mixon one more time. Uh, I'll let you. I'll let you roll with Joe. <laughs> we, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna move into the uh, breakout wide receivers next. I'll let you. I'll let you shoot off first. Breakout wide receivers. I'm gonna need a cup of water. <laughs> just kidding. All right, I got you. So. It's, it's, uh, breakout wide receiver that bad? <laughs> no, 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 not at all, not at all. I think my be- breakout wide receiver is on on par with uh, what I think is going to happen. I have a crazy ass dog over here trying to lick lick my balls okay. and shit. Life happens, <laughs> even even in podcast. I got you. It's all good. So my uh, breakout wide receiver for the twenty twenty one season is Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. Scary. I like that. Scary. I had him. Uh, I, I I had him last year in the ESPN league. Scary Terry, man. He finished 20th overall. His average ADP is uh, 36. His worst being 45. Uh, he had 134 targets with 87 receptions last year. 1,118 yards and four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. 16 games. God 87 damn. catches, four touchdowns. Right. He, and he was available every game. Was there were some games toward the from the middle of the season on to the end where he was questionable but he I, he suited up every game i mean you're talking about you're talking about with uh with uh haskins you're talking about with, oh, yeah. with uh, dude his quarterback play was horrendous 
Uh, you know, so yeah, Dwayne Haskins throwing him the ball. He had Taylor Hanicki throwing him the ball. Alex Smith, uh, Kyle Allen. Yeah, yeah. They ran through the whole quarterback room with him. But anyway, so the reason why and now, and now who they who do they have chucking him the ball? My guy, my guy. <laughs> That's your it's his your, magic. His magic, dude. He's yeah. gonna make shit happen. With yeah. that's a, I, I like that pick now. Yeah, that's, so I like that. I, I love that you. I, they don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick, but the dude, when he gets to play, he fucking performs. Right. Well, he has his ups and downs, but he, I'll tell you what, what he 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 hyper targets the shit out of the tight or, or whatever receiving options he has. He hyper targets. So funny that you say Fitzpatrick because that's that's who I was gonna bring up next in this part of my breakout. So Fitzpatrick, I want to make a little comparison here. Fitzpatrick in the 2019 season, he played 11 games with the Dolphins, and the player that benefited the most while Fitzpatrick was at the helm was Devontae Parker. Parker. Yeah, and, that'd be my guess. And, and, and you saw firsthand, I, you, you may recall, but I actually won a championship with Devontae Parker on, on my team. I picked him up off the waiver wire. It's pretty I awesome. I think that was in uh, NFL.com. Ah, uh, that league? No, Yahoo, Yahoo. Okay, shout out to Yahoo. Give us a sponsor, yo. Anyway, so was it last year when you won a champion, or a year before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but okay. that digress. But anyway, uh, Devontae Parker. So just to give you a little information on Devontae Parker that year, he was 14th in targets, third in touchdowns, and fourth in yards, with 1,202 yards. Uh, Fitz Fitz Magic. Was tenth in touchdowns, going deep, and ninth in completions going deep, twenty yards or more. Yeah, right. And ninth in attempts. So he he likes to chunk it with his eyes exactly. closed. With his eyes closed, he'll do it like and this. That's, man. Well, <laughs> he'll do it with his eyes closed, man. Uh, is that who it was we caught on on still still shot he, with he, their he, eyes? Closed, hey, they, he, with his eyes closed. So yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the knock on him. That's why that's why most coach, a lot of coaches don't like him when he. And, they don't want to give him opportunity. He he takes he gambles. He does, but the gamble worked out that year. There was a three point seven percent drop rate, which is excellent accuracy on his part. This is the kicker. McLaurin only had three drop balls and one hundred and thirty four targets in twenty twenty. No, he he snatches the ball out of the air, without a doubt. I, I like the I like the pick. So, um, and fits fits the mold as he caters to what McLaurin does best on the field. Uh, McLaurin statistically is best on the outside left and the outside right. Just in a little comparison in numbers, Parker was 98.3 grade score out left, 92.9 out right. McLaurin is just right under that at 95.8 out left, okay. 89.5 out right. So basically they, they said, okay, Fitzmagic has made a player better elsewhere. This is where our player is best at. Let's get him a guy that can enhance his strength. Oh, that's so. an excellent pick, man. Uh, I like that one myself. I mean, I, I I just drafted him last year because I think it was his second year. Yeah. This will be his third year, smarter. Uh, he, he's not just a football player now. He's a professional. Yeah. Uh, he, he's always available. Uh, and, and the best ability is availability, as we both know. Um yeah. And, and the guy, he's going to have a consistent guy chunking him the ball. And like you said, he's going to hyper-target him. That's, yeah. that's an excellent excellent uh, breakout right there because uh, you said he had eight, 87 catches? 
He only had four touchdowns. Yeah, he Imagine only had four touchdowns, man. That's crazy, crazy. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's gonna go up. Yeah, he'll have well over a hundred catches. Yeah, and, and, and touchdowns. That's a breakout. Yeah, and, and at least yeah, I'm a, I'm not giving the analytics. That's what you do, but my gut, because I know Fitzpatrick's like like chunk the ball. I say yeah, I would concur 100 that uh, Scary Terry is gonna have a breakout here. Yeah. So, and the the thing too is, I mean, that you say that he hyper targets. I mean, he's he accounts for 32.4 percent of the passing touchdowns. That's that's bad with four touchdowns. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that's pretty bad. So yeah, that's- I foresee that going up. Uh, so they obviously targeted me. He and he demands 21 percent of, of a target share. So now, 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 here's the only drawback. Head coach. Is Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's old school. Mm-hmm. He wants to run the ball, play defense. Mm-hmm. And they got the kid, uh, Antonio Gibson. Mm. They like him. They he's let good. him start carrying more of a load last year. Uh, and they sued them in, just like Clyde. They, 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 same, same situation. Same situation. They, they Slowly, as, as the year went on, he got more responsibility, more carries. That's the only thing that I would worry about as far as McLaren breaking out. But I still think hey, with all the, the information that you just, you know, dropped that I, yeah, I can see him having well over hundred catches, 110 to 120, 110, 115. And that's, that's 23 more catches. And I know he's going to have more than four touchdowns because the point that you made about who was chunking the ball last year, 100%, there's no consistency. So let's hope uh, Fitzmagic stays healthy, and uh, I mean, the breakout comes if, to fruition. If, if he does, this won't go and happen. I mean, it's going down. I, <laughs> I, 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 I'm just saying, man. I I I like McLaurin. Let's move on. All right, my breakout wide receiver was not really a breakout, uh, but I'm going with it because I did the research on it and. Mm-hmm. My, the, I'm going to give you my main reason after I tell you who he is. It's Calvin Ridley. And right on. it's just as simple. Oh, Robbie Rob going to break it down for you like a fraction, that boy. Mm. It's simple, that boy. He's going to be the number one target now. What? <laughs> Julio Jones is gone. You gone. see what I'm mm-hmm. So he had a really good year last year. He had 90 catches. 1,374 yards. He averaged 15 yards per catch, a little, little bit over, 15.3. Uh, his longest catch was 63 yards. He had nine touchdowns. That's a pretty damn good, good year already. Oh, yeah. And he missed but games. I, I think with Julio Jones being gone and him being the number one target, mm-hmm. his numbers are going to go up. Now, obviously, uh, you know, you got more than one receiver on the field. Uh, I think on the other side of the field now will be Russell Gage. I expect him not to break out, but to maybe have the type of year that Calvin Ridley had as a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, so they were gonna... they were still targeting him last year as the third option, and he gave you some good games. Russell Gage? Yes. Well, he's going to have more targets now. Mm-hmm. How about well, Kyle Pitts? Julio's gone. You see? When, you, you feel me? Yeah. 2021, this is what I'm projecting. He had 90 catches. I'm, I'm going to say he's going to catch 30 more balls, 120. He had 1374, 1,374 yards. I'm going to say he's going to have at least 1,500. That's not a big increase. I say his yards per catch goes up to 17. 
over 15. And I think I'm gonna, he only had nine touchdowns. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Mr. Ridley 15, 16 touchdowns next God year. God damn. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's that fucking well, Devontae Adams shit. And I like it. In Atlanta. It's Matt Ryan. I mean, I like it. And they're, they're, it, like you've said, defense is, well, defense is trash. Defense sucks. Yeah. So they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Either that or do what Atlanta likes to do. They like to get you know, just inside the opponent's 50 and then fucking bring a young, that young hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that, that young hoe. Yeah, they're they're satisfied. With it's the it's it, 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 that's really not it. It's Young Quay, but come on, man, you gotta admit it's it's funny to say. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that on broadcasting though. You know, they really try to make sure they get his name right. But yeah, I got oh, yeah, you. they don't want to make a mistake, and they're scared to death whenever he probably comes out on the field. But you know, it looks like what it is. Just say it, Young Ho. But <laughs> it's, it's Young Way. But you know who I'm talking about. But that's what they do. Right. They get over midfield and they kick field goals. Um, that's why I believe your sister Vivi had him last year and she dropped him. And I was like, shit, give me that young ho. <laughs> Dude's badass. Oh, young ho. Young ho helped me get to the championship. But those are the, I mean, the, the main reason simply is because Julio Jones is gone. Mm-hmm. And they throw the ball. It's Matt Ryan. Yeah, uh, they, that they do. He actually, yeah, Todd Gurley, I guess, is, is still the number one back. But and, he's not Todd Gurley of 2018. No, you no, know? he's he's no longer there. He's no longer oh. there. Yeah. Okay, so I don't even know who the, what the running back situation My, is. You got you got Mike Davis showed up last year in Carolina, filled in for Christian McCaffrey, and then you right. have Quadri Olson. He, nah, he he's been Quadri sh- who Olson. That's my point. Or Olson, I believe. They'll he, be chunking the ball yeah, and, he, and he drafted Kyle Pitts. One hundred percent. They'll be chunking the ball. And just just to add a little context to where Rob is getting at, Matt Ryan actually finished first overall in the league in attempts. That that's a great pick, I think. If you're you're because you're talking about he could bring the numbers. That's how it works. So that's how we do it, folks, on TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast. That's right. Only kick the analytics. I'm just telling you what my eyeballs see. But what you're saying is, you think Calvin Ridley? I mean, you're talking about. You think he could be a one or a two overall? He's going to be top five wide receiver. He was already top close, five. though. But you, I have the well, num- you got a couple of guys that are falling by the wayside. Michael Thomas. Yeah. He's not going to be top five anymore. No, but you, I think the numbers that you're saying, that's that's top two. Astronomical. That's, t- that's top two. That's top two well, to me. Well, that's what I'm saying. I dig it. So, so get you some Calvin Ridley when the draft <laughs> starts, kids. <laughs> that's it. I agree. And he's not getting drafted in the first round. So, Nope. Man, kick it off with the tight ends, man, because because this this is a kick it off. I know, I know you just went off, but go ahead. Oh, no, it's all good. The breakout tight ends that I or tight end that I have, which is the last skill position for breakouts, is uh, Philadelphia's own Dallas Goddard. Part of the reason I picked him is what you what you were alluding to earlier about Taylor Hurts. He 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 will throw the ball to the tight end, which is smart because he he's going into his second year. He was a rookie. At least he's smart enough to know. To, to check it down to the tight end. But I'm going to give you his numbers from, uh, let's see, 20 in 2018. He only had 33 catches, but Zach Ertz had 36. Mm-hmm. He only had 334 yards, 10 yards a catch, which is excellent. That's giving you a first down every time he touches the ball. Mm. His long was only 32 yards, and he had four touchdowns. Zach Ertz had one. 2019, he had 58 catches. 
So his catches went up. I'm not going to say they, they almost doubled. His yards almost doubled. Went to, from 334 to 607. Average is about the same, 10 and a half. Long, his longest catch is about the same. His touchdowns went up one. Zach Hurts had six. Mm. That was the year that they were featuring Zach Hurts. Right. In 2019. Then last year, they were trying to run what you call the 12 personnel, the two tight end set. Sure. He had 46 catches, right? He had 58 the year before. So he, was, he fell off by 12. However, he was hurt. I think, I want to say Dallas Goddard missed about four games. Four, four to six games? Four games, yeah. Fractured four. fractured foot. So his, his yards were 524, which is 75 yards less than the year before. His average per catch went up. His long went up. His touchdowns were down because he missed the four games. So if he's available, which is the best ability is to be available, and with the with the new coordinator that they have. Coordinate. Coordinate. You got, you got to coordinate. I, I see, I see Jalen Hurts targeting him a lot because the the wide receiver core, who's there now? Jalen Rager is the second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the guy that I can't stand? That's why I can't call his name. He ain't the guy there. That I don't like, I can't he ain't there. Name. He ain't there. I know who you're talking about. He ain't there. That good. good. Al, the Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon. Yeah. He ain't there no more, man. He's a free agent. <laughs> everybody figured he's probably, out. He's probably going to stay free. Yeah. Everybody figured out. Well, he ain't going to play the first four games, even if he's healthy. He never does. Right. Kicking it. Just getting that game check. Pina coladas. Now, when I say breakout, I'm putting him to finish top five tight end. Because mm. the tight end is a premium still. I don't care what the experts on ESPN, Field Gates, Matthew Berry, all these so-called experts always tell you every year, you don't have to draft tight end to the sixth to the eighth, or you can get a tight end, quality mm. tight end in later rounds. Well, shots fired, yo. He will be gone before the sixth or eighth round. He'll be gone before then. If he's still on the board, <laughs> then whoever gets him in those later rounds is lucky. Yeah. Because uh, the tight end will be a premium again this year. Kelsey's going to finish first. Kittle, or Kittle will probably finish second. Waller maybe third. Or those guys, to me, are like 1A, B, and C. Mm, yeah. And then after that, you got the rest of them. They're independent, not dependable. That's just my opinion. That's what I've seen. I don't trust the experts. I go with what the fuck I think is right. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I drafted a tight end last year in the early rounds. Matter of fact, I drafted a tight end the first round. I think my first pick last year was Travis Kelsey. Right. Yeah, so, you, your strategy was on point. You he ran a two tight end set. He ran twelve personnel in fantasy. There you go. <laughs> but it's something new. I I I uh, have to piggyback on you, Rob, because I too I've been raving about Dallas Goddard. Check out our website. We have an excellent article on Dallas Goddard on our website and it'll kind of give you a little more context but Dallas Goddard I'm with you when you say 1A B C I truly believe Dallas Goddard can be D he can be that guy that 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 fourth guy that just explodes I'm ranked fifth but however I can see him be that guy his fantasy finish last year was 20th his ADP right now is 97th Worst being 136, he is going in the 7th, 8th, that area. Some people are creeping in in the 6th with him. 
Uh, I think no matter where you draft them in that range, you will be happy at the end of the year. Again, this is you're lucky to get them there. Yeah, I, I, I we believe so. Obviously, both of us believe so. Uh, Camp Hype has stated that Jalen Hurts is heavily targeting Dallas Goddard. Uh, and to add a little more uh, perspective to Dallas Goddard, he ranks 80th percentile on both receiving and run blocking, which means he does not He's come the off the field. Yeah. Or higher. There, he is the number one tight end in both gradings. And he's been the number one tight end the last three years. Above George Kittle and everybody. And just so everybody sees, Stan Steichen, the Chargers' uh, previous OC, he actually ranked third in total league targets and distributed 21% of those targets to the tight end position. It, it was there. They are running 12 personnel. Uh, That's an equal amount, yeah. Uh, target share because if you got you got five receivers, mm. uh, every play you have the potential of having five receivers. If you unless you bring in jump the jumbo set, but you got whether it be one running back, two tight ends, mm. and two wide receivers. There's there's so in other words, he's getting a fair share. Oh, one hundred percent equal amount uh, is is the same amount as the wide receivers. Mm. Yep, and and Devonte Smith. Is still banged up. As of as of now, we haven't seen him on the field yet. He's banged up, but he is their their prospect wide receiver that they drafted this year. And uh, lastly, Philly had the second most targets to the tight end position in 2020. Now it is a different regime. However, I feel that they they see what Jalen Hurts is doing, and I feel they're going to continue on that. They obviously hired the people to work around Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has been named the starter. So, and they, they made this decision late last year. They got rid of Doug Peterson. He had some success. So, yeah. yeah. They they ran with it. They're Doug rolling Brown it, man. Friends. Why not? Yeah. So, they're rolling with it. I feel that all the hires they made are, are them saying they're rolling with it. So, man, Dallas Goddard, get you some. Get you some Dallas Goddard. And I'm going to just, just drop this one little nugget. To sum it all up about Jalen Hurts, a lot of people were upset or thought that he wasn't quarterback NFL quarterback material. I'm just going to say this. Jalen Hurts is smarter than most folks know. What I mean by that is he knows to hit the tar- tight end. <laughs> he, he's not going to focus on one guy. He Smart quarterbacks will use the tight end is what I'm getting at. 100%. If you, if you got a good tight end, use them. It's a safety so, valve. Exactly. 100%. That that being said, we're gonna lead that wraps it. Up the, that wraps up the uh, the breakouts. That takes us to the next segment of comeback players. And here we go. The great comeback. The great comeback. Come back. Let me say this. Let me show up. Put a rap in the mouth of the daughters in the back. Let me say this. Let me show up. Put a rap in the mouth of the daughters in the back. Great comeback. Bring them back. Bring them back. So we're gonna do two each, right? Oh yeah, one hundred. All right, I'll start. Uh, my first comeback player will be Ezekiel Elliott, Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Not being a, not not as a homer pick. I just think uh, Zeke fell off last year. He's going into his sixth season. He looks sleek and slim. Mm. Um, but the bottom line, the main reason I think that he's gonna have a better year, all this is pinning or hinges upon Dak Prescott, though. We've already touched on that. But the main reason I say Zeke is going to come back 
stronger than last year and the year before. Well, the year before, you had a pretty decent year. The offensive line, all of them 100% healthy to start the season. And he's never had less than 275 touches per season in his career. Mm. So we is Ezekiel Elliott, but he didn't have the year last year. It was 244 carries, 979 yards, average four yards a carry, six touchdowns. He had 52 catches. So, you know, it, that falls in line with what I said. He had 275 touches. I think his touches will go up. I think he'll score more touchdowns, mm. but it's because of the offensive line is why I'm saying that he will have a comeback season. He's going to rush for more than 979 yards. You, you bet your sweet ass on that. <laughs> Remember, you heard it here first. I agree. Ahead of the curve. Hashtag. Oh, we'll flip you the bird. You already you know. You already know. But, uh, nah, man, that's I think that's excellent. Honestly, I would have picked him myself. But you being the smart man that you are, picked him. Man, Zeke's look sharp in training camp, man. Like, he's look sharp. Uh, and and Zeke, Zeke. Slim and sleek. Yeah, and, and is Zeke. I mean, people know people know who he is. So people know <laughs> who right. he is, and he's actually creeped up. Anybody doing out there doing mocks, check it out. He's he's going third overall right now in uh in full point, uh half point, shit, fucking doesn't standard. Matter. It doesn't matter. He's going third overall. People are understanding that. Uh, what not, happened last year was a fluke, <laughs> right? And people like Alvin Kamara are dropping off because of the quarterback situation. There is no Michael Thomas, so who the hell are they going to throw it to? Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, uh, Derrick Henry's Derrick Henry. And then you have Jonathan Taylor dripping, uh, dropping in the ADP ladder. So Zeke's next man up. He's going third. So I love it. I dig it. My, uh, my first comeback is George Kittle, Kibbles and Bits. Kibbles and Bits. Kibbles and Bits going to eat this year, man. He going to eat this year. You'll see it. Oh, I like the I like the pick. It, it, he and again, this You have to convince me. I I uh, this might be me cheating because everybody's like, "Ah, oh, it's George Kittle." Yeah, but Yeah, I, but I'm putting this that we expected last year. Granted he was hurt, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah, he, he's going to come back. And he finished 19th overall. He started 8 games. His average depth position is 26th, worst being for or worst being 46th. Last year he had 63 targets, 48 receptions for 634 yards in eight games. This is the kicker: two touchdowns. That ain't gonna happen again. No, not in eight games. Not in no five games. He had an injury-riddled season. He had a foot injury. He had an MCL sprain early on in the season. He was 87th. Or 82nd in receptions, which that's that's not going to happen again. <laughs> so, in that eight-game span, he had four games under 60 yards, which is unlike him. If you saw his 2019-2018 season, when uh, in the 2017 season, you saw him break out late in the, in the year, and those that drafted him the year after, i.e. Rob, uh, benefited tremendously with him in fantasy football. This is the other reason why I feel George Kittle is going to come back and put a foot in people's asses. Let me guess. Trey Lance. Well, partially, yes. The quarterback situation is going to be a little different. But this is what we do know about San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan knows his identity. He's going to stick to his guns, man. You you know this. Well, it works. Yeah, he's going to stick to his guns. His philosophy on offense will continue. And... 
With that being said, they are facing 12 teams that raked outside the top 10 with points against the tight end in fantasy this year. So you'll just have six tough games. Pretty much. And you know damn well, even in tough games, he does well. I mean, he's, he does well, he, but there'll be six games where, you know, he'll be the focal point against uh, Seattle, the Rams, and, and Cardinals. He'll probably eat off the Cardinals, though, that, you know, but. The, the in-division teams are actually some of the better ones against points uh, points against the, against the tight end. But they, their, their schedule will, I think, allow them to feature Kittle a lot more than they have and not only that, Debo Samuel will be back. The emergence of Brandon Ayuk last year, I feel, will keep de- defenses occupied. Uh, My powered offense. That's right. And, and double team anybody. No, and you know damn well they run the ball, so they're they're not they're not predictable. You're not gonna know what they're gonna do this year. They have a quarterback that can potentially run now, because uh, Trey Lance. You give him the ball, he don't see anything. He's going to run through the gaps. He's going to scramble to the right, left, whatever it may be. He's he's going to get out of trouble. He's great with his legs. So I got George Kittle, man. I like George Kittle. You don't, you, you don't have to tell me twice. You already know. Mm. All right, that's your first comeback player. Let's go to the second one. You want to you wanna keep it rolling? No. Who's your second comeback player? You go. All right, I got Mr. Saquon Barkley, who helped me. Uh, I think it was his rookie year. Going undefeated defeat it in Yahoo. Uh, I drafted him. He was sitting on the board, and I had my next pick was either him or Ezekiel Elliott, and I chose Saquon Barkley. Now we all know he got hurt last year. Um, Saquon Barkley in his rookie season, he finished second in fantasy, only to Todd Gurley in points. Todd Gurley had 313 fantasy points. Uh, Saquon had 294.8. He was eight, roughly a game behind Todd Gurley. Mm. He had 217 rushing attempts for 1,003 yards, 91 catches. Mm. That's astronomical for a running back. 91 catches. That's insane. That's a that's a wide receiver. <laughs> that's if a- he could if if he could have half the catches. Uh huh. I think the rushing yards will be there, and I think the reason I'm saying he's going to come back because Dan, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes is, you know, he's going into his third year. He should be a little bit smarter now. Um, they got the the kid Evan Ingram at tight end. I think all, all the all the pieces, all the skill position players should be coming into camp and going into the season, starting out the season healthy. What happened to Saquon last year, the defenses, they loaded the box. Mm-hmm. And he he couldn't get off. No. They didn't know, they didn't know to load the box his rookie season. They was like, it's like. He was he was a bomb. Nobody expected it to happen. Right. So his second year, they loaded the box on him. I'm not saying that's why he got hurt, but he was having a tough time before he got hurt. And yeah. and the guys that we're talking about, as far as comeback players, if you think about what the guys we're talking about, um, they're all competitors. You know, everybody that makes it to the league is a competitor. Mm. But think about the guys we're talking about: Ezekiel Elliott, George Kittle, Saquon Barkley. I think guys like this. They carry chips on their shoulders. Not everybody does. No. Some people, don't, some, people don't, uh, some people, as they say in America now, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. You're Alshon Jeffries. Now you got it. Alshon Jackson's of the world. Yeah. Fucking, I'm, I'm hurt. I can't play until week 15. I'll catch a couple of passes and I'm hurt again. Yeah. These are not those guys. That's why we're calling them comeback players of the year. Right. That's my pick, Saquon Barkley. I got and you. I stayed in division as well as you can see. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of room for uh, improvement in that <laughs> division as it was the shittiest division last year. <clears throat> I like the pick. I like the pick. My thing is, will he start that, that uh, the, the start off the season? That's my only thing with Saquon. Will he start off the season? Uh, I think they have on, enough offensive weapons. As you, as you said, they did add Kenny Galladay to the mix. Uh, so they, they they understood they they gotta they gotta add some more options uh, and spread the offense. Yeah, they got they have to spread out the defense. Yeah, right. Defense exactly. Focus on him. Yeah. To, to to yeah exactly. They need to spread the offense to make the defense Loosen try to cover. Right. So he can hit them gaps and seams like he did in his, in his first year. I'm with you. I do have <laughs> I have him actually ranked about 15th because I don't think wow. he's gonna start the season. I think they're being coy. No, no they're, 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 I've seen him, uh, interviewed a couple of times. I, I think he, I think they're being coy. If he doesn't start the season, he, I don't know. When do you think he will start playing? I mean, there's week been four. all kinds of, there's been all kinds of reports out there saying that he might start week three. He might start week. He, they say he's ready to start week one. Theoretically. Being yeah. They're being coy. Right. They're, they're a bunch of coach speak bullshit. And I, they, they might be, yeah, they might be just blowing smoke. That's right. It's quite it's quite possible. But uh, yeah, no, nah, I like the pick and shit. We've seen what he can do. Uh, I just don't. I don't believe in that offense just yet. I don't believe in Danny Dimes. Yeah, well, and 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 now you got Red Jesus uh, coordinating it. <laughs> For those who don't know out there, Red Jesus, we're referring to the old Dallas Cowboy coach Jason Garrett. So we'll see. You, you may have a point because uh, he wasn't very successful at calling the place for Cowboys, and he had he had pretty, he had a better better group of uh, offensive talent versus the Giants right now. I, I would say. Yeah. Uh yeah. I like that you brought that up. That's why I had to put the alarm. Mm, I hear. Uh, all right, man. I'm gonna surprise the shit out of you with this pick, man. You're not second gonna, comeback. You're, second you're, comeback player. Go ahead. You ain't gonna believe it. Ain't I don't it. believe shit to the shit happened. <laughs> I got you. My comeback, second comeback player of the year is Cooper Cup. <laughs> no, I mean, well, he, okay. I mean, secretly, hey. secretly. I mean, you know damn well. Me and Rob have had you plenty. Don't like him, I know that. <laughs> We've you had plenty like coming. I was like, I can't stand that motherfucker. Anyway, that's not what this is about. This is about fantasy. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And it might have been that he had taken away from my options at the particular moment. Anyway, Cooper Cup, 2019 season, he finished 14th. He finished 27th in 2020. So, big drop. His ADP right now is 55th. Wow. Worst being 80th. He did return from uh, ACL tear year last year. So, basically, he was returning from that, that ACL tear he had late in the season the prior year. He actually came back. If I'm right, he got injured around week 11, somewhere around there. It was late in the it season. It was late in the season, and he still started that next season. So, uh, so he's had a whole whole season to recover. Right. So, but in in 2020, he did have 124 targets, 92 receptions for 974 yards with three touchdowns. Years, it's not the touch. The, the touches, touchdowns weren't there. 
And they did add Matthew Stafford. So Matthew Stafford has been known to toss 18.6% of his targets to the slot wide receiver and 22.6% of his targets to the running back. Cam Akers is gone. That's that's one of the reasons why I have Cooper Cup here because they're going to have to divvy up the, the targets. They did add Deshaun uh, Jackson, but he'll probably only be there for a game anyway. He won't play until Thanksgiving. <laughs> or he, he'll probably just be there for a game. That's it. Which, which hold on, let's take a quick pause here. Over, under, uh, he plays more than three games. What you got? Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, just real quick. Give me the under. Take the under? Take the under. I'll take the under as well. He'll play week one and you won't hear from him until after Christmas. <laughs> Getting his kids presents and shit around the shop. Bookmark it. <laughs> All right, so a little more on Cooper Cup. Josh Reynolds is gone. Gerald Everett is gone. No Cam, no Malcolm Brown. That's 126 vacant targets. I don't expect Deshaun Jackson to carry much of that. This is Matthew Stafford's, arguably Matthew Stafford's best offensive line in his career. In the 2020 season, Cooper Cup was, this is my favorite stat out of my whole little deal. Uh, Cooper Cup was 70% from 10 to 19 yards and 84.2% from 0 to 9 yards. Those are his best categories on the field. Matthew Stafford is 60% from 10 to 19 yards to the slot and 75.8% from 0 to 9 to the slot. Okay. In 2019, Cup's best year, fourth overall fantasy wide receiver, he scored 10 of those touchdowns in those ranges. The 10 touchdowns that he had were in those ranges. So, and those are the ranges that Matthew Stafford likes. I feel you. You put one and one together and coming up with 10. I right. feel you. All so right. That's, that is why I'm picking Cooper Cup. That's good shit. That's good intel. So... That, that And you know how I feel about Cooper Cup. And that, again, it's not a hate on you, man, or anybody. It's just, you pissed me off every time you took my guy's targets. <laughs> That's all. Hey, it pissed everybody off every time. I know, I know. Yeah. For sure. Nah, nah no knock on him. That fantasy. Yeah, so, but I think he, I think that's the guy, man. All right, we'll roll with Cooper Cup. I'm going to keep an eye out on Cooper Cup and then keep an eye on the uh, wide receiver court for the Chargers. That's, that's my homework. The Rams get that down. The Rams, the Rams. No, no, no. We talked about earlier about uh, when I'm, I'm making reference. We talked about Justin Herbert earlier, and I said, it ah, did, uh, ah, I got you. Another receiver. I, I feel so you. Keep an eye. Writing it down. Yeah. Chalking it up. Put that yeah. over. Put that over under on there for Deshaun Jackson too, just so you know. Might have to keep keep record of that. Visit later on this shit because I bet you anything you won't play more than three games. Over under, Sean mm. Jackson. Chalk it down. With that being said, the whiskey digs. The whiskey digs. Working on the ground, looking for a good time. Thinking I'm a busting up with your roster. Little did you know I'm a motherfucking imposter. Little cost you and let you down. The whiskey digs. The whiskey digs. Let you down when you're trying to bust on that. Damn. <laughs> Whiskey dicks, limp dicks. All of it. They're going to let you down when you're trying to bust a nut. Those are the guys, these are the guys that stay away from the, the ones that you think are going to, where you're going to get that, yeah, you're going to get that, that, that ooey feeling, but they're going to let you down. Mm. Okay. Ah, this is the final segment. 
I would like to start with uh, Michael Thomas. Woof. Uh, he was fantasy's number one wide receiver just two years ago. Now, all of a sudden, he's hurt all the time. I don't know that I would take a chance in drafting him. I, I forget how long he's out for, like 12 weeks. No, no. Yeah, yeah. He'll probably, we, we'll probably see him week. Yeah, he's not going to start. He, he, no, it, we'd be lucky to see him anywhere between week six and week eight. So he, right, that's a limp dick. <laughs> I mean, he can't give you anything for, for six to eight weeks. Uh, that would, is the epitome of a limp dick. I mean, why would you draft a guy and have him on the bench? And, so, so you wouldn't have done that before, but I've learned I, won't, I probably won't do it going forward, but <laughs> you he's my, my limp dick number one. Whiskey dick number one is Michael Thomas. I hate to say that because dude was awesome. I mean, can't guard Mike. And now he's done. What do you? I, I, I don't want to go so far to say as his career is over, but I and then and then you, he doesn't have Drew Brees chucking him the ball. And that whole offense is. I mean, is Sean Payton still at the helm? But they got a new identity. To, they they got to identify themselves again. All over again. Yeah. So uh, let let me ask you this: Would you draft them anywhere in the draft at all? I'm not sure. So you stay away from him completely. Uh, if he was around, maybe like, I don't know, 10th round. I don't know if I would, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if I draft a guy not knowing that uh, he when he's going to play in sixth or eighth week. And then I don't know what he's going to give me because the offense is not the same because Drew Brees is not the quarterback. Plus Drew con- Brees like to throw the ball to him. Plus conditioning. I mean, he's going to have to get back into football shape. Get back into game shape. Yeah, so no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, now, I, I, I could, I could might, probably could win you the league later on. Yeah. But we don't know who's going to be throwing the ball. If it's Taysom Hill, I, even if it's Jameis, famous Jameis, I'm not, I'm just. Crab legs. Yeah. I'm not sure. No. I got you. Right on. That's, that's my first one. I got you. So I'm going to give you my first whiskey dick is going to be. Logan Thomas. Tight end. Tight end for the Washington football team. He finished third overall in the tight end category. His ADP is 99. 153 being the worst. So the previous QBs, the committee, the whole room, threw him 109 targets. He caught 72 receptions for 670 yards and six touchdowns. I don't see this happening again. Simple reason being they added Adam Humphreys and Curtis Samuel to the mix. They're now in that blend. They're in that salsa. So I, I, don't, I don't see Logan Thomas having that that amount of targets thrown his direction again. You got uh, a quarterback that wants to chuck yeah. it down the field and not so, check it down to a tight end. Well, and this is the thing. Historically, Fitzpatrick, in the past, he's he's had like a roller coaster of numbers on – him wanting to hyper-target a tight end to wanting to hyper-target a wide receiver. The latest trend has been the wide receiver. So I'm going to roll what I've been seeing because I think that's why they acquired him for his services to, to, to do that. So, and Fitz. They need, to, they need to stress the field, loosen up the defense so Antonio Gibson can get off. Which, yeah, 100%. And 
I mean, Antonio Gibson is on his second year. He has excellent hands. They still have J.D. McKissick. And Fitz has developed nice chemistry with Adam Humphreys in training camp, according to beat reporters. Um, and Fitz, I mean, again, he's hyper. He hyper targets his ex. He he hyper targets his 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 uh, num his That's number one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and Logan Thomas lines up sixty five point seven percent in the slot. Fitzpatrick throws eighteen percent of his targets to the slot. So I feel like those numbers are going to go down, and there's just entirely too many mouths to feed in 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 Washington. So I got Logan Thomas as my first. All right, I'm going to give you. I'm going to surprise you. Let's go. Well, no, I'm going to save my surprise for last. My second, my second whiskey dick is Darius Slayton. Mm. I've drafted him. In, in all leagues that I've played in the last two years. And he's just not, he may start out decent, but I don't know. He, he he's, he's inconsistent. And that could be because of the, could be because of the quarterback play, mm-hmm. but there are people on ESPN uh, experts saying that he was going to break out last year. Mm. And I thought I got him in a in a steal. I think I picked him near the the end of my of the draft. I think I got him in the 16th round or so, but I ended up dropping him. And like I said, I drafted him in ESPN and Yahoo last year. I had I drafted him in I want to say both leagues last or the year before. Mm-hmm. And that's the guy I'm going to stay away from because he's just I don't know. He's it it hadn't come to fruition. Uh, and you he, have he has, he has games, mm-hmm. but then there. There are games where it's, he's quiet. He's got no stat line, no yeah. catches, and that's uh, I can't you, I can't have that in my lineup. Can't have that on my bench. That's so pretty, that's my second whiskey dick, Darius Slayton, New York Giants. That's pretty mean for a guy that tweeted you during halftime. That wasn't really him. I found out. Oh really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. that was an imposter. All yeah. Right, well, that that dude was a whiskey dick or chick or whoever the hell it was. So fuck them. Anyway. I mean, with with the addition of Ken, of Kenny Galladay, uh, you still have Sterling Shepard there. Uh, I, I see where you're coming from. I don't yeah, know. I just Galladay, I've never really know, been high on Darius Slayton. Eat off of Slayton's plate, huh? I think Galladay will eat off of the, the Darius Slayton's plate. Now there is uh, Kenny Galladay is uh, I think he's banged up with a hamstring injury. I know I didn't mention that in the four one one, but. He had hamstring problems last year. That's what kept him out. So they could feature other wide receivers, but I mean that that I mean that'll make more of a point. They did last year, and he didn't do he didn't do a whole lot. He had a lot of games where he would you know he was silent. So, but all right, I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, my second whiskey dick is Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, yeah. <laughs> the thrill is gone. Oh, man. Away. Yeah. That, that, that Odell back in the New York Giants days. It's gone. It's gone. And I'll tell you why. Uh, he started just seven games. His ADP 72, 113 being the worst. He's coming back from an ACL tear. It's not That's not an injury you just come back from and you're superb and elite. I mean, he hasn't really had much. Uh, I mean, he's been he's been doing drills and stuff like that, but it's it hasn't been intense, uh, full football contact. Um, but just to put context to this, 
He was 42nd amongst all wide receivers in the seven weeks that he played. Baker Mayfield was ranked 31st in those seven weeks out of all 32 qualified starting quarterbacks. In between weeks 8 through 17th, Baker Mayfield was the third best quarterback statistically without Odell Beckham. In other words, when Odell Beckham left the lineup, Baker Mayfield got better. 100%. Training camp hype has been that Baker Mayfield has developed a nice relationship with Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, Donovan Peoples-Jones, if I'm right, he's in a second year. They got a, he's got a nice receiving core uh, oh, to work with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, T. Higgins? To, 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 no, no, no. That's Bengals. T. Higgins is with the yeah. Bengals. And, and, and this is a crazy stat to me is that Jarvis Landry has had 100-plus targets absolutely every year he's been in the NFL. Jarvis Landry has been his go-to. His, Jarvis Landry has been his safety valve just about every time. I know that his fantasy numbers don't, don't show it. But I could see Jarvis Landry having a decent year this year. And not only that, 45% of the Brown snaps are rushing snaps. They are the 20, 21st pace offense, and they distribute 53% of those targets to the wide receiver position. So, and they like to target the tight end too. Surprise, I mean, believe it or not. So they throw 31% of those targets to the tight end. I don't see Odell Beckham having a good year. I know everybody loves saying his name. Uh, yeah, he's stylish. Uh, yeah, he has fire. Um, but I'm staying away from Odell Beckham in the draft. Already. Sorry, right, Whiskey Dick. Whiskey Dick, Limp Dick, number three. Last one for me. It's going to surprise you. Uh, we talked about it already uh, in, in pre-production. Is Dak Prescott. I hope I'm wrong, but I think I don't. I think it's something more to his shoulder than they're letting on. Um, the first thing that will make you a, a whiskey dick is the, the fact that you can't play. <laughs> you can't get on so, the field. You sit there and take a drink and you're about to fuck, but you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, nah. <laughs> sleep. But gotcha. I hope I'm wrong. But again, you kick the ballistics analytics statistics. I'm telling you what my gut's telling me. I'll give you what my gut's feeling. I, I, I don't think Dak's going to finish the season. I just don't. I hope I'm wrong, but I think uh, there's something wrong with his shoulder as to where they're putting it off, and he may try to play with the injury throughout the year. Mm. Some people do that. Uh, Brady played with the, some kind of injury to his shoulder last year, I think it was, mm-hmm. but they didn't reveal it until after the Super Bowl, or his wife revealed it. But I think that's where we're headed with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. When you have to ask the local baseball team trainers to take a look or get, get suggestions or ask them what, what's going on with our, our quarterback that, that tells me that the training staff for the Cowboys, not that they're incompetent, but that's just sounds alarms to me. Mm-hmm. And you can look at it another way and say, well, they wanted to make sure, but, and that's why they're having, he's having an MRI. I think uh, next week. Next, mm-hmm. So, I hate to say it, but he may, I don't want to say the young man's breaking down because he's, he's a young man. Yeah, he's still young. <clears throat> he's somebody that I wouldn't draft. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about whiskey dicks and limp dicks, right? Mm-hmm. I'm staying away from Dak Prescott, put it that way. So, sure. so, so you, but you said that your comeback player was Zeke. You still feel Zeke will do good if Dak Prescott 
like let's say he's yeah because they're going to run the ball more than than trusting in Gail Gilbert or, or I got or you or, whoever yeah. the second string quarterback all is. of them the Danucci Danucci they'll run the ball yeah no I'm with you I'm with you and then the in the threat with uh threat of just having Dak there is I know. think he'll start mm-hmm. but I, some I just don't think he's going to finish the season. You think you think it'll require surgery or some that's sort of rehab? Okay. And, and again, God forgive me. I hope I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody hurt. But I'm just that's just what my gut's telling me. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Right on. I mean, I think everybody would hate to see it. I and especially okay. So just just to add a little more out there, would you? He's currently going what fifth, sixth, seventh, somewhere around that. That range, fifth, fifth or seventh rounds. Yeah. So, are you saying you also wouldn't draft him in the later rounds, or if I was put in a position as to where I didn't have a quarterback yet, then yeah, I would like. Last year, that was what happened to me with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Didn't really want to draft him, but I had to have a quarterback because I waited to pick one. Would you Would you draft him in the eighth or ninth, Dak Prescott? Depending on how my team is feeling out, how I'm feeling it out. I got you. But if I needed a quarterback at that particular time and I saw, well, shit, there's the, the pickings are getting slim with uh, the kid from uh, Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, or mm-hmm. Mac Jones, or Cam <laughs> Mac Jones. Or, you know, if it, you know, I, I'd rather, yeah, I would pick him over those guys. Mm. I got you. Right on. And there you go. There you have it. But I would probably also draft his handcuff. <laughs> <laughs> you because probably. You probably don't want his handcuff, whoever that is, Danucci. No, he's uh, they, Cooper uh, Rush. They got four quarterbacks on their yeah. roster right now. I don't Dan, know or Gilbert. Yeah. They're trying to help Danucci uh, land another job. They're gonna have to cut him. Nah, they don't. Uh, they might they, hire. They might hire him and do a different uh, part of the organization. Yeah, take him off. <laughs> take him off the roster and make him the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Cowboys do. That's that's what they do. Who's your last uh, day? All right, man. This is where, again, you said my breakout. I, I I picked Joe Mixon as a breakout. I you were wrong. That wasn't my breakout last year. My breakout last year, and you could ask just about anybody in any team or league or that I was in, was Miles Sanders. Right, right, right. Miles Sanders was my guy. He was my. He's gone from breakout to whiskey deck. He's he's gone to he, he's gone to whiskey dick man. I mean, I, I may be I may have been on some drinks myself that night. Who the hell knows when I picked him as a breakout or whatever. But anyway, he finished twenty third overall. His uh, ADP right now is thirty third, worse being eightieth. And again, I'm basing this off the four games that Jalen Jalen Hurts played because again, this is what they decided to do. They're rolling with Hurts with Hurts. Miles Sanders was out of the top 50 in overall running backs, rushing yards, and receiving. So he was out of the top 50, period, in that four-game span. And just to give you an idea of, of some players that were better than he was, just to put make, make it sound really fucked up, Le'Veon Bell was better than he was, LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn... Yeah, LaShawn McCoy was better than he was. Brian, yeah, Brian Hill was better than he was in that span. That's pretty bad. He was in the bottom twenty in drops out of all running backs 
in that four game span while playing 11th most in snaps. Mm. Just to kind of add some perspective there. They did draft Kenneth Gainwell, which I mentioned earlier. He is a pass specialist. He has excellent hands. So they, they obviously noticed that with Jalen Hurts at the helm, uh, they just don't have that chemistry. And they've, I think they've learned to figure out that Miles Sanders is not a three-down back as much as they wanted him to be. Uh, now, Miles Sanders is – I'm not saying that he's a bad runner. He is a good runner um, between the gaps and, yeah, you know – He's elusive as a runner, but you're only probably going to see him two downs a, a snap, you know? Uh, not only that, in this span, Jalen Hurts was second in rushing attempts out of all quarterbacks. So they, I could see them running some RPO. Uh, yeah, so they're, 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 there's – I think Jalen Hurts at the helm hurts Miles Sanders a lot. And this this hurts me because again he was he was one of my guys. Yeah, I had him in just about every every league last year, and I just I just don't see it. I want to stay away from Miles Sanders. Not only that, uh, Nick Sirianni is the new head coach. Nick Sirianni was the offensive coordinator of the Colts. Any last year, anybody that had Jonathan Taylor knew how frustrating it was to have. Jonathan Taylor throughout the entire season because they didn't fully trust him yet. They didn't play him all the time. They ran three, four different running backs and they, 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 they drafted running backs. So I could see them using committee here. Just based upon the, the, the OC's history. That makes sense. So, yeah. all right, Miles Sanders, that's, that's your, so you got Logan Thomas, Miles Sanders and who? Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham Jr. O B. That's it. Well, that wraps up the limp dick, whiskey dick section segment of uh, the show. That brings it on home. Man, that brings it on home. It's a good show, man. Fucking the launch, dude. Already. It's the launch. And again, we want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you, viewers that have been waiting for the for us to launch the show. We apologize for the technicality problems that we had earlier. And uh, this concludes the TMI Fantasy Sports Podcast, The Maiden Voyage. Remember to check us out at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Take yeah. us on home, Roby. 